Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking with a Syracuse basketball legend and breaking down Bayheim's Army in the TBT. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Jim Stick Schulte, and our guest today is Syracuse basketball legend and Bayheim's Army forward, CJ Fair. CJ, appreciate you coming on the program. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, CJ, and we'll get you started on this one. Bayheim's Army begins TBT play on July 24 at noon against Forces of Soul in Peoria, Illinois, and ESPN. What's it like being back in an orange uniform and playing with the Syracuse family? Uh, it's always fun. Uh, we, we all look at Syracuse as like a second home, and um, we, we all embrace well there. So every time you know, we get a chance to play in this, uh, it always brings back old fun times. You played for Bayheim's Army several times now. I think this is the most talented Bayheim's Army roster that I've seen. What do you think of this roster compared to past rosters? Yeah, I think we have a lot of talent. Um, we got a few new faces that's that's going to um, bring bring and add a lot of value to to our team and add a lot of experience. So um, I'm very excited. Uh, a lot, lot of people um, expecting big things from us this summer. So. Um, so far, we've been practicing. We've been looking good, so I can't wait to uh, you know get out there and compete. You're one of the most beloved players in Syracuse history, and I think that's because the fans got to see you develop into one of the ACC's best players over your four years. And you always did whatever it took to win. Do you still hear from the Syracuse fans? Yeah, I always uh, get a lot of love on social media from from the fans, and um, you know, people always hitting me up, things like that. And uh, you know, it's, it's something that you know. I don't take for granted. I really appreciate, you know, how people feel about me, and I was able, I'm glad I was able to you know, provide memorable moments here, and I'm going to be known forever. So yeah, let's talk about some of those memorable moments because CJ, you had so many of them. That jam against Georgetown in the closing minutes of the semifinals of the Big East tournament. Your 28 points against Duke in the Carrier Dome in that overtime win. The 2013 Final Four run. Do you have a particular favorite moment? I would say my junior year when we beat my club in the Elite Eight to go to Final Four. That was that was like my most memorable moment. Uh, it was in Washington D.C., close to my hometown. A lot of family and friends was there, and uh, you know we we kind of uh, Syracuse been in the drought since we uh, been to the Final Four, so that that was a big moment for you know for everyone. 
after you've left Syracuse, you've had a great professional career. You played in the G League, France, Dubai. What's been your favorite professional stop? I guess, like, I guess my favorite place to play was when I went overseas, went to Dubai, because just uh, um, the city uh, is really nice. Uh, a lot of tourists out there. It's really American. And, um, and, you know, the weather's nice. So I, I really had fun out there. CJ, the college game has changed so much in the last few months, especially with name, image, and likeness. Do you like it? And what are your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I was all um, big on that. Uh, just I was always an advocate for players to, you know, be able to benefit off, off their name, image, and likeness. And, you know, for them, the NCAA, the past that, I, I was very excited to see that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the, you know, players. Cause I feel like, you know, players – kind of get the the wrong end of the stick when everyone else is profiting. CJ, we know you're more than just a basketball player. Catch us up on what you've been up to away from the court in the past few years. Yeah, I, I got married 2018. Uh, I got a two-year-old son, and, and I got another uh, boy on the way that's due uh, in December of this year. So, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for them. And also, I started um, – a real estate business back home. Um, so that, that's something that I've been building the last couple of years. So when I'm done playing, I could do that full time. Congratulations on all that, CJ. And we'll get you out of here on this one. I mentioned earlier that the regional is going to be in Illinois this year and it won't be in central New York. So for those fans who can't make it out there and are going to be watching you on TV, is there anything you want to say to them? Uh, just the fans that's, you know, going to watch on TV, you know, I want I want them to know that we, we appreciate their support um, over the years, and and um, you know we're gonna give it all the, all we got, and and we're gonna we're gonna bring home the trophy. CJ, thank you so much for coming on the program again. Syracuse legend and Bayheim's Army forward CJ Fair. Bayheim's Army begins TBT play on July 24 at noon against Forces of Soul on ESPN. CJ, best of luck in the tournament. Congratulations on your second child, and we'll speak with you soon. Okay, thank you. Here's hoping that CJ and Beheim's Army can take home the million-dollar prize in the TBT. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online senior columnist and my very good friend, Jim Stick-Schulte. Jim, how are you today? I'm doing fine, Wes. How are you doing today? Jim, I'm doing well, and we just had CJ Fair in the program, so let's keep it going with Beheim's Army. There's a lot of new players on this year's team, including a bunch of guys who've never played at Syracuse. Do you like the new players they've added? Well, Wes, I think the big reason, and there is one reason why they went out and got four players from outside the Syracuse program to join Bayheim's Army is to juice up the offense a little bit. Last year after the tournament uh, wrapped up and Bayheim's Army had a very short stay in that tournament, uh, we had a, I wrote a column about how the team had basically struggled on offense in the TBT, and it was not usually just a one-off thing, and kind of went through several players who have been frequent players for teams and just, show, just looked at what they did in TBT and how basically – with the exception of Eric Devendorf, they've had problems scoring points on a regular basis. And it seems this year that's not going to be a problem, or at least bringing in all these outside players is, you know, the, the way to repair that problem. Uh, as you mentioned with Overseas Elite, uh, DJ Kennedy and DeAndre Kane are the two big names that came in uh, because of their TBT uh, abilities and uh, or experience, rather, particularly Kennedy being a four-time champ and Kane being a three-time champ with Overseas Elite. Uh, Kennedy is one of the uh, most prolific scorers in TBT history with over 400 points in the tournament in five in five appearances. He averages 16 a game in TBT play, 
And even though his scoring has dropped off in the last three tournaments, it's still over 14 points a game. And he's actually picked up his uh, passing, uh, getting uh, over three assists a game in that time. Kane is another guy who uh, can fill it up. You know, he's not a bit. He hasn't been a big scorer as far as points go, as far as quantity of points. But the ease with which he adds them has been uh, impressive. He's been he's played in four tournaments and he's shooting over 57% from the field in that time and over 40% from three-point range in that time. So those two guys are clearly scorers who've been looking who've been brought on to add some more punch to Bayheim's army. The other two guys who are uh, non-Syracuse players, Tyrese Rice and Kiefer Sykes, both guys are point guards. Most Syracuse fans will remember or, you know, if they're old enough anyway, we'll remember Tyrese Rice from when he was at Boston College. He averaged uh, over 17 points and five assists a game in his last three seasons at BC. So he's a, he, and he's played overseas, you know, for the decade since then. So he is an, a long-established quality point guard option. And Sykes is another point guard. He's a little bit more of a scoring point guard. Uh, he averaged he played at Wisconsin Green Bay, averaged 16.5 points and four assists in his career there. And he shot 45% from the field during that time. Not a lights-out three-point shooter like you might like, but still a guy who can lead a team and fill up the bucket. Uh, these guys are going to take a lot of uh, a lot of work off the plate from the Syracuse players in the offense, and including Eric Devendorf, who actually has been the most uh, you know the most consistent and best player uh, as the Bayheim's Army has had in their six years at TVT. He's played every year, and he's averaging over 17 points a game in that time, and he shot 50 percent from the field. And every year he's been between 46 and a half and 55 percent from the field. He's you know they say he's a bucket. Well, Devendorf still a bucket. Now, Jim, you just talked about the offensive changes, but what about the defense? Syracuse is known for its 2-3 zone under Jim Beheim, and as a result, Beheim's Army has played the same way, but do you think they should continue to play zone if they want to win it all? Can I say a stronger word than absolutely to answer that question? <laughs> I know, you know, everyone wants to say, oh, the zone, oh, the zone. There's a lot of people who are sick of it, but here's the problem for those people. It works. Uh, I did some research. It'll appear, uh, it should appear on the juice very soon as it's a little bit of a TBT preview. And like one of the things I get into is the success of the 2 3 zone in, uh, in the basketball tournament. And, you know, this team has had guys who are not Syracuse guys play before, um, you know, whether it's Jordan Crawford or going way back to other players like Willie Dean. They've, all, they've often had players on the floor for significant parts of games who have been able to play the 2 3 zone. So I don't see any reason to get away from a zone defense just because, you know, you want to play man-to-man or it's not manly enough or whatever. But, you know, in TBT history, I ran the numbers. And the 2-3 aver- zone in TBT play is 9% better than the average defense in TBT. So if you're going to hold, you know, teams to significantly poorer shooting, especially when you're funneling shots to the three and bad shots from three, it's just like it works just like it does for, you know, the regular Syracuse Orange basketball team. And guys like and if you're worried about new players mixing in, guys like DJ Kennedy and DeAndre Kane and Tyrese Rice, they've played enough basketball that while they may not know the zone and the rotations like the back of their hand, they're probably gonna have a do a pretty good job of picking it up pretty quickly to get up to speed. And one of the things that's it's always been a back one of the things we don't talk about necessarily that often is the backbone at center. Pascal Chukwu is not going to be able to join the team this year due to some uh, some problems with uh, his passport. He's not able to join the team. But that leaves Tyler Lydon and Chris McCullough as the two big men uh, handling the center spot for Bayheim's Army. Lydon, as, we, as some of you may remember, holds the Syracuse single-season record for block shots in an NCAA tournament, so we know he can play center. 
And McCullough also has a similar size, and he averaged over two blocks a game at Syracuse in his half a season before injuring, getting injured and then ending up leaving the program. So I just think, yes, please, play the 2-3 zone. It had nothing to do with Syracuse being, uh, being bounced early last year. In fact, the game they got eliminated from the tournament last year was actually probably the best the 2-3 zone has ever played in TBT. And Jim, we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. Well, as we're recording this today, it's ACC Media Day. And Syracuse Senate, of course, uh, was represented by head coach Dino Babers and three players. And it was uh, there's been some chat about how Tommy DeVito isn't one of those players and what does it mean for the quarterback and does this mean he's not going to start or does this mean it's a tight competition with Garrett Schrader, the transfer from Mississippi State? Well, I have an alternate theory on this. Let's look at the three guys who, who went with Coach Babers to the media days. First one? Defensive lineman Josh Black, sixth year in the Syracuse program. He's a pretty good representative of the team. Offensive lineman Aaron Service, sixth year in the program, pretty good representative of the team. And the third player, well, this is where I think there's a little thought behind it because it's Taj Harris, the wide receiver. And it's been talked about how if he has a good season, he can become the all-time leading receiver in Syracuse history. And that's great because he has been a very productive player. But he's also been kind of mercurial over the, over the years, Maybe a little emotion here and then, maybe some bad body language, maybe a little, you know, what looks to be unhappiness on the field. But by bringing him to media days, it shows a little faith in him, saying, hey, you're a representative of our team, you're a veteran, you need to be a leader. And so at the same time, while Harris may think of it as a chance to get in front of the microphones, to get on TV, on the radio, what have you, it's all telling him, hey, you're an important part of this team, and we need you to be a leader because there's a bunch of young guys in that wide receiver room, and we need you with us this year, 100%. And Jim, my closing thoughts are on the Olympics. Syracuse has four Olympians in Tokyo right now, including former forward Jeremy Grant, who will be playing for the United States men's basketball team. Grant is coming off a monster season where he was an NBA Most Improved Player finalist after averaging 22.3 points and 4.6 rebounds per game. The men's team begins its campaign on Sunday, July 25th at 8 a.m. against France, so here's hoping the U.S. can take home a fourth straight gold medal. That's it for us for Jim Sikshulte. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I think it would suck to get a rug burn in the middle of a fire. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.